Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. I don't feel like doing that. No, it doesn't. Be. Oh, we're walking by feelings now, not by faith? What, we don't do it because we don't feel like it? No, you do it because it's right unto the Lord. It's the right thing. Do the right thing and God will bless it. God will honor it. And this doesn't only apply to the children, but to every single one of us here today. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Barag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Ephesians. Do the right thing and God will bless and honor you. In today's message from Pastor J.D., he teaches us about walking by faith and not by our feelings. Sometimes we might not feel like doing what the Lord is asking of us. However, we are to walk in obedience to Him and in doing what is right. When we walk in obedience, we will receive blessing. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now, here's Pastor J.D. in Ephesians chapter 6 with part 2 of his message, Obey and Honor Your Father and Mother. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, and here it is, wait for it, disobedient to their parents. What? Yeah. In other words, in the last days, one of the marks that you're in the last days will be that children in the church will be disobedient to their parents. The list goes on. Ungrateful. Oh, oh my. Really? Ungrateful? <sighs> Unholy. Without love. And that's an interesting word. We talked about it last week in the context of agape. But this is that word in the Greek, storge. You know how in the Greek there's four words for love. And we only have one in the English. Storge, agape, philia, eros. This is that natural affection that a child has for a parent and a parent has for a child. That's the love that he's talking about. Without love. In other words, what will mark the last days will be this lack of natural affection within the family. Unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous. I would encourage you to, in your own time in God's Word, look up these words. Because they're not really words that we use, you know, in our vocabulary on a daily basis. When's the last time you say, wow, that was treacherous? Treacherous? Rash? How about this one? Conceited? It's all about me. And whenever we sing and worship and praise the Lord, sometimes I just, the Holy Spirit checks my heart and says, do you really believe that? <laughs> it's all about you, Lord? Maybe sometimes it's not all about you, Lord. We had a song that we taught our two boys growing up. We've also taught it to our daughter, but we really needed to teach it to our boys. And it went like this. The world, it doesn't revolve around you and life. It isn't fair, but boom, boom, boom. The world, it's kind of catchy a little bit, isn't it? 
Sorry, I didn't mean to traumatize you with that. And then lastly, he says, they will be lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. That's what's going to mark the last days. Now, it doesn't excuse it, but it does in some way at least explain it. And please, lest anyone start throwing up their hands and giving up hope, don't do that. We don't need to lose hope especially with this generation. And I would submit that the text that we have before us today, and Lord willing, next week when we take and tackle verse 4, will prove it. Again, we'll talk more about this next week, but I did want to include this very encouraging promise in Proverbs 22, verse 6 today. We sort of already alluded to it, but here's the promise, and it's a very interesting a structure of, of words in the original language, but it, it basically says this, and again, we'll talk about more next week, Lord willing. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, and I wish it didn't say it like that, because it doesn't mean like when they're 80, they're going to come back to the Lord. You're already gone. But when he's older, might be a better way for at least today to understand it. He will not depart from it. I want to give those of you who have prodigals just a word of encouragement from the Lord and in the Lord. God loves your kids more than you ever could. Never, ever, ever give up on that son or that daughter. You have no idea what God's doing. Oh, but you say, Pastor, With all due respect, I mean, it seems like the more I pray for them, the worse it gets. Don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. God's not through with them yet. God's doing a work in them. You wait on the Lord and you trust in the Lord and you will see the goodness of the Lord. That's a promise from God's word. And when God promises you something like that, it's a done deal. That settles it. Now, it's not when when we want. It's not necessarily the way we want or how we want. We would much rather they didn't have to go through all of that. But you have to understand that, again, God loves them more than you ever could. And maybe this is a, a specific word for somebody here today. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> he knows what he's doing more than you know. <laughs> You know, we we think we know what's best, and it manifests in these directional prayers when we pray to the Lord, and we'll pray something like this. Lord, you know what they did last week? What? The Lord doesn't know that? I mean, could you imagine the Lord in heaven going, what? I didn't hear about this. What did they do last week? What? (laughs) Oh, no. Thursday night, we were in the 23rd Psalm. Wow. I mean, that was... I'm still kind of basking in the afterglow of Psalm 23. But there's one word in there that, actually two words, but, and you know it well, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Two words, through and shadow. First of all, the word through, you're going to make it through. One of my favorite words and phrases in the Bible is, it came to pass. 
As one said, it didn't come to stay. (laughs) You're not going to be stuck in that valley. And here's the thing about that valley. In order for there to be a shadow, there has to be light. Otherwise, you don't have a shadow. He's there with you through that valley you're going through. And he will never leave you. And he will never forsake you. Lo, he is with you always. And even unto the ends of the earth, he is with your child. He will never leave your child. Yeah, but pastor, you don't know what they're into. I I can't believe what they're into. Oh, you think God is in, in heaven? Thinking to himself, I don't know, man, this is a tough case. No. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Again, I want to talk more about this next week, Lord willing. The reason I wanted to bring this into today's teaching is because it coincides with what the Apostle Paul, by the Holy Spirit, writes concerning our children. Namely, that of three convincing reasons for both obeying and honoring one's father and mother. First, and this might sound like a firm grasp of the obvious, but it's simply the right thing to do as unto the Lord. It's right. It's the right thing. You do it because it's right. I don't feel like it. No, do it because it's right and the feelings will follow. We were talking about this in the context of the husband and wife in a marriage. I don't feel like doing that. No, it doesn't. Oh, we're walking by feelings now, not by faith. What, we don't do it because we don't feel like it? No, you do it because it's right unto the Lord. It's the right thing. Do the right thing and God will bless it. God will honor it. And this doesn't only apply to the children. But to every single one of us here today, when we do the right thing, we bring the blessing of God into our life because of it. Here's the problem. Oftentimes, we tie the hands of God's blessing on our life with the ropes of disobedience in our life. In other words, it's not that God doesn't want to bless us. Of course he wants to bless us. I imagine my loving heavenly father waiting just for the asking. Ask me for anything. He wants to bless us. Just think about you as an earthly parent, fallen, imperfect. Don't you want to bless your children? I remember one time I, my two boys when they were younger, I... I told him one day in our devotions, I said, do you guys really think that your mom and I wake up in the morning and we think to ourselves, man, how can we punish our kids today? No. (laughs) Usually it's something more like this. Hey, uh, let's surprise them with a trip to the water park. They love the water park. Yeah. We want to bless our kids. God wants to bless us, but he can't bless us oftentimes because we're unwilling to do what is right. Second, not only will the blessing of God be on our lives, things will go well in our lives. This is actually a promise that's found in, of all places, (laughs) the Ten Commandments, which Paul quotes. 
specifically the fifth commandment. And it's not just the first commandment with a promise, it's the only commandment with a promise. I mean, all the commandments are, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. Then you get to the fifth commandment and it's, Honor thy father and thy mother, so that the days upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee may be long. Notice I have that memorized. My parents made me. See? God's word doesn't return void. I remember it all these years later. It's the only commandment that has any grace. Call it a grace period, a grace clause if you want. All of the other commandments just say, thou shalt not. This commandment says... If you do this, God will do this. If you honor your father and mother, God will bless your life. He'll give you an enjoyable life, a long life, which we'll talk about more in a moment. But it's interesting, and I, if you'll kind of, again, hang in there with me, I want to share with you something about this fifth commandment. The number five is the number of grace. And grace changes everything. Watch this. So... Remember when God appears to Abram and Sarai and says, you will no longer be Abram, but now you will be Ibrahim. And now Sarai, you will no longer be Sarai, but you will be Sarah. You know what he did? He took the fifth letter in the Hebrew alphabet and he placed it in the fifth spot in their name and changed And know this, the name is the nature, changed everything. Changed the whole complexion of everything. That's the number five. And all throughout scripture, if you want to do a study, for those of you that are into this kind of thing, (laughs) those of you who are, you know who you are, I love you, man. (laughs) It's so fascinating, a study of just, because again, the number seven is the number of completion, perfection, really. Number eight is the number of new beginnings, the Eighth note is the note on a new scale, the eighth color, a new color in the rainbow, the eighth day, the first day of a new week, and so forth. So the number five is the number of grace. Here's why I go into that. Because when it comes to parenting, (laughs) we need grace. One has said it and even titled a book saying, Grace-Based Parenting. You know, and again, maybe next week is more appropriate. But So you're going to have to come back. I think I've referred to next week's teaching, what, 85 times already. So, <laughs> But maybe I'll, if the Lord leads, share with you just some things that I've learned the hard way about parenting with grace. Just grace. Being grace. Erring on the side of grace. Well, here's a third reason. It's that obedience brings about an enjoyable long life. The thought here is that a life isn't unnecessarily cut short due to disobedience. I was uh, telling my daughter, Sabia, she's 11 now. I said, you know, your mom and I will tell you not to do something and will require that you obey us when we do because we have your best interests at heart. We happen to know more than you, like a lot more than you. And we don't want you to be harmed or injured unnecessarily by being disobedient. And I I always use this illustration. It's extremely dorky, but whatever. You know, we're going to say to you, and you need to obey us, you cannot go play and juggle knives on the H3. I told you it was dorky, but you get the point, right? 
No, why can't I? Because. Hello? We're trying to protect you from the harm and the danger that will come to you and upon you. No, you can't. And, and this is why we require your obedience. Maybe I can illustrate it this way. Carries with it the idea of someone in battle disobeying orders meant to protect and direct them only to have it cost them their life. Obeying orders. Obeying the commands. It's, sometimes it can be life and death. And that's the idea here. You want to enjoy a long life and not have your life cut off short, cut short unnecessarily? Obey and honor. There's an interesting proverb that graphically warns against this. It's in Proverbs 30, verse 17. It's kind of gnarly. Listen to what it says. The eye that mocks his father, you know, and kind of roll your eyes mockingly. The eye that mocks his father and scorns obedience to his mother, the ravens of the valley will pick it out, (laughs) and the young eagles will eat it. We used to make our kids memorize this as a deterrent, you know. The birds are going to come down and pluck your eyeballs out when you disobey us and roll your eyes at us. Well, actually, (laughs) the picture here is one of a mocking and disobedient child losing their life because they didn't heed their parents' instructions. And again, the picture here is the carcass is there and becomes prey for the birds after their untimely death. That's the picture, as graphic as it is. Well, I want to just take the remainder of our time, if you'll give me a couple more minutes here, and I want to provide a biblical answer to two often asked questions concerning obeying and honoring one's parents. The first question is, and it's a very serious one, should a child obey an abusive parent? The answer is absolutely, absolutely no, not ever, 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 ever. It should probably go without saying, but it is never okay for a parent to abuse a child. And certainly, and God forbid in the sexual sense, the physical sense, but I'm going to even take it further and say the verbal sense. And this again is verse 4 about fathers exasperating their children, verbally abusing their children. It should be noted that this is why Paul writes, in the Lord, like a qualifier. In other words, a child should never obey a parent if doing so means that they would be disobeying God. Here's the second question. What's the difference between respect and honor? Aren't they synonymous in terms? Not necessarily. You'll forgive the oversimplification, but honor should be given, whereas respect must be earned. And let me explain this. And this has to do with Even as adults, for those of you who still have living parents, you owe them your honor. Yeah, but I don't respect them. No, no, no. You need to honor them. It's right in the Lord. And God will bless you for it. When my, even, and by the way, (laughs) this is my jam somebody's gears, but oh well. In Jesus' name, I'm going to jam your gears. This has to do with your father 
in law, and dare I say, <laughs> your mother-in-law. Yeah, yeah, but they haven't earned my respect. No, 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 no. You honor them. You honor them because of their authority, their office, if you will, their position, if you prefer. You're honoring them because of that. One commentator explained it this way. What it means to honor our father and mother may change as we grow into adulthood, but the principle always endures. The adult child does not owe the parent obedience, but they do owe the parent honor. You know, I was um, thinking about this as well, how some people say the first four commandments are about loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. And then the last six are about loving your neighbor as yourself. No, 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 no. The first five are about loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. Why? How? How is that? So because when we honor our father and our mother, we're doing it as unto our heavenly father. And in so doing, we're also honoring him. And that's why. Let me close with the perfect example of obedience and honor in Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, verses 51 and 52. It's a really fascinating account. I really encourage you to read the entirety of the account. But it's when Jesus is 12 years old at the temple with here's God incarnate, <laughs> with his parents, not his biological father, but his earthly father, Joseph, and his mother, Mary, and they're in the temple and they're freaking out because they can't find him. And where is he? Oh, he's just in the temple uh, teaching them the word of God. <laughs> and so they, they find him and go, you know, I guess this would be the only account that we have where Jesus got in trouble by mom and dad. <laughs> what, were you, what are you crazy? What's, what's the matter with you? And of course, he just responds very lovingly. Listen, I'm about my father's business. Joseph was silenced. And listen, listen to this account. Then he, speaking of Jesus, went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And then it says this, listen, lastly. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Cannot think of a better way to bring a sermon to a close than this. When we are obedient, when we honor, then as a result we grow in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. After we accept Jesus into our lives, we start a journey of faith with Him. We don't always grow in our faith, though. Pastor J.D.'s messages in the book of Ephesians encourage us to continually seek to grow deeper and deeper in our relationship with our Savior. We can't get comfortable and complacent in our walks. By spending time with other believers, diving into the Word, and spending time in communication with Jesus, we'll continue to grow closer to Him. We're so glad you tuned in to Pastor J.D. Farag's teaching today. We'd like to tell you how you can access additional messages. Simply visit InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and click on Listen to search through our archive of Pastor J.D.'s teachings. Take these messages with you on the go with our mobile app. 
This app is free and provides you with hours of insight into the Bible, helpful links, and even the latest editions of Pastor J.D.'s Mid-East Prophecy Update. In these updates, Pastor J.D. looks into the news and events happening around the globe and compares them to the prophecies of the Bible, sharing God's views on what's taking place. These messages are new each weekend and will help you put world events into perspective. These Mideast Prophecy Updates are also available to watch on our YouTube channel, which you can access through InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Join us on Facebook as well and keep up to date on everything that's happening at In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for joining us today. Pastor J.D. will continue studying through the book of Ephesians next time on In Spirit and Truth. Right with you, with holding me true.